we are live just outside of Espanola. Heading north to Sault Ste. Marie. Technically west at this point. Heading west to Sault Ste. Marie. We were heading north. Correct. We headed north for four hours. Now we're going to head west for... Four hours? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So where have we been today then? Um, well, we are on route to Sault Ste. Marie, and you know what? I would actually say that that spot is a pretty good halfwayer, um, pretty close anyways. And it is just outside of Sudbury, um, on the west side of Sudbury, in a little town called <laughs> Naughton. And the trail center is called Walden Mountain Bike Club, which is also a um, cross-country ski place, Nordic track. Did that answer your question? It did. All right. What's the other place called near there? Lively? That's the one. <laughs> yeah, you kind of exit off the highway at Lively. Which doesn't look very lively. <laughs> Well, that might be doing it an injustice, but... Who knows? We've never really been into Lively to see just how lively it is. No. Or not. So, we've been before to the Walden Trails last year. Yeah, this was 2.0, eh? And same, exactly the same day. Literally. Um, June 30th. And we managed to find a little spot we found last time where there were some blueberries yep. um, some of which were ripe super super early yeah that's pretty unbelievable I mean in the Sioux we don't pick blueberries until mid-August so it's it's a rarity so we think it's because of the rock heats up from underneath maybe um, I would say you're correct but last time we were here we cut it short because I tore a sidewall and had no spare anything with me whereas these days I have everything spare tire related now um, that's how you learn eh? yeah that's how you not learn. that you didn't so, know that but just didn't expect to do it I suppose I so. don't think we expected such a glorious trail center and no. rugged so, um, yeah, so this is our second attempt here, um, and as you will always say, I get, I get frustrated, is that the right word? Sad when there's loads of people in the car park, which there was when we turned up, but we, we didn't see anybody else to be riding, so... I don't know if I'm accurate or correct or not, um, but it's almost like you panic a little bit. Yeah, I just You don't. fret. I don't like... That, I think that's the correct word, you fret a little bit. I, yeah, I... I it's even borderline, like a tiny bit of a fit. Slightly childish. <laughs> like, my yes, actually, exactly. So if I'm Just with momentarily, if I'm with someone else, I don't like it. If I think the other person I'm riding with is going to get put under pressure from other people, if it's busy, I personally don't even. I just don't like some of the noise that big groups of people, particularly men tend to make in the woods. Um, Fair enough. And I guess they don't get eaten by bears, but it's just annoying. Like it, so for me, I like I just would rather be, you know, no Bluetooth speakers and whoop de whoops. 
I accept it happens sometimes, but anyway, so my initial thought when I see a big group of people going out for a ride is, oh dear, is it going to be noisy, but almost every time we don't see anybody anyway, do we? So. Not really. <laughs> yeah, so we turned up and we rode, we didn't see, in fact, we didn't see another bike on the trail, did we? I saw once or twice, maybe, but they were a trail over, but right. you could see through, like for a... Um, just a second or two. No issue whatsoever. So, um, so no other people riding, and it's a, it's a nice parking area. Yeah, huge gravel parking lot. There's a triangle building. I guess that's like the ski shack. Very clean porta potty. I would give that five stars. Regularly maintained. Yeah, excellent. Um, yeah, and then just before we talk about the trail system, the trails, like the way they're built straight out the gate is very, very, very clear way marking and the first time we went there and this time it's excellent use of the land and terrain that they have to build trails that are not unnecessarily up and down and I would also say a good grade between complete beginner through to actually things that you need to have your wits about you for. Definitely. So. Definitely, definitely. Like that you might not want to be alone <laughs> for <laughs> executing. You might want to have a buddy. So I was going to talk about signage but we can talk about that when we talk about the way marking. So what did you think of the trail system as the navigation can often be frustrating and challenging? Um... Well, so I think maybe worth mentioning is that we had no reception or no service for accessing trail forks. No trail forks worked, I just... No. Oh, just weren't up for it today? No. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, so scrap that. Um, pretty darn good. I mean, you should comment, comment on that more than I. I'm, uh, you're usually the navigator, but... But I will actually comment, and that is just for someone who doesn't normally do the navigating, even I could um, clearly see different colors and arrows. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's not to say I wouldn't get lost without my Jamie darling, but <laughs> my pilot. So they have I'm a, just the co-pilot. They have a 12K loop, which is red, which stars at the car park parking lot. Um, oh, I can't even tell you how much elevation that 12-kilometer red loop has. Would you like to know? Yeah. 234 meters of elevation climb. So they, they really make the most out of their small hill that they have. But there's a red loop that's 12 kilometers, which is difficult. And I would say the grade of difficult is difficult. Um, some of the rock stuff we came across was... Need to look at it first, but the 12 kilometer loop covers most of the trails, and then there are other smaller trails. So, if you were not on a time limit, which we were today, then you could turn up, go do the green, then go do the blue, and then probably go and do the red or the orange. I would say, yep. Um, and that's that's you know, you could spend most of a day there, I reckon, if you did. Yeah, that was my thought as well. Is that this is a definite could be full day adventure, yeah. Um and also for another time, but because it's 
very close to Sudbury there are another three or four big trail systems all within 10 or 15 minutes drive of this place so you could you could easily spend a weekend actually four weekend riding and not drive more than you know, 10 minutes from the middle of Sudbury. Um, anyway just before we talk about the actual trail thing the, the way marking I was impressed with it was not excessive but was always there when you needed it to be and we didn't I think there's one bit where we weren't sure out of the whole ride that we did um, but what I did like is when you come up to features that require a little bit of thought is there's a sign saying walk um, it first before yeah, you ride it yeah beware feature walk it then ride it yeah and, and like just weirdly psychologically when I saw that I thought oh that's cool it's warning you of the feature and then it's almost like it's giving you permission to go and have a look at it before you go and ride it. It was yeah. well thought out, well worded and well placed signs on actually some generally pretty cool features like well built, well built, very well built trails but also very well built features that just worked actually. And I would say there is no shortage of features at this place and no. variety of. No, and we didn't even do half of them, so. No, I meant to ask you, um, you know that last one that we did on the penthouse run? Yeah. Um, that kind of shoots you straight up? Yeah, the whale tail. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I need some direction on what the heck am I supposed to do when I hit that thing? I think I said on my video, I need to ask Jamie what I'm supposed to do because I did not have a clue. Um, you dead man <laughs> sailed it. <laughs> anyway, you could tell me later. Yeah, but. I mean, maybe that's a different thing, but it's um, it, basically the whale tail, you come into it, there's like a little lip, I suppose. So you have like an oval, a loop-de-loop -loop and then a lip. And if you push down... Time out. Are we in Massey? I don't know. Yeah. Do you want a cone? Yeah, shall we? Then? Left at this light. Pause. <laughs> it's cone o'clock. Um, we'll pick this back up in a minute. Did you pause it? That's the Ma Massey Museum. Um, here we go. Alright. We're back. <laughs> Ice cream stop and coffee. Which we can mention later. Yes. Where were we? I don't know. We were going... I think we were raving about the... Uh, how well the trail was marked at Walden Mountain Bike Centre Club. Yeah, I think it's the Nordic Ski Centre and I think Walden Mountain Bike Club waymark gotcha. and maintain the trails. Um, oh yeah, and then we were talking also about the... Um, impressive amount of features and variety of them um, and the particularly the signage prior to some of the features that was quite sweet and like you said well worded yeah um, I also appreciate when there is markers on the rocks as well because the oh, yeah. rocks I, are quite difficult to navigate your way around if you don't know where you're going and they built these little wooden tripods that they put markers on and they'd also done some like fluorescent spray dots not too many as well just enough so you could see where you were going i don't even know if i noticed these wooden tripods that you speak of but the 
orange spray painted dots. Um, I did. I didn't even really know, but I did wonder if that was like a suggested kind of uh, path. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was good because it meant that you didn't end up off of a bit with too big a drop, basically. Yeah, so. they are definitely looking out for you there. Yeah. And but being encouraging at the same time, not discouraging. Yeah, it's one of the few places I've been to over the last six months where it's not just hard like it would be a good place to go to progress if you you went there five times in a year you would improve because you can ride everything but then there's stuff that you can just avoid and then as you get better you can do those little features I would say that there's I mean, alternatives to some of those things you know right um I know last year was a very short ride due to unforeseen circumstances, um, but I even felt like, for me, just a little bit of what we had ridden, I felt a lot better on this this year. Yeah. No, I would. I mean, also, you've ridden a lot this time last year. Yeah, I guess so. But no, I see what you were more so saying about the alternative path um, or option, just even in one spot of a trail yeah and I think you know it's trusting your judgement as well it's been raining earlier it's sunny now but it had been raining some of there was one bit I looked at and it was there was a skinny bit of wood onto a big rocky kind of bouldery thing that was under some trees and it was green and slimy and I just thought not for today when we're on a time crunch I I would agree. I used a little bit of similar judgment today. Uh, even one just super low skinny. I was normally I quite like those little suckers, but uh, today I said, you know what? I'm maybe not on my A game at the beginning here. I'm just gonna take a pass on that for the minute. Have a give yourself a break. Yep. So I think yeah. So the place is easy to find. It's on Trail Forks, I'll put the link. There's only one car park. It's a big car park. Um, the signage is excellent and clear to follow. The, um, there's a, at the time we were there, today there was a clean portaloo thing that was all fine. It was great, it was better than fine. Um, as far as porta parties go. Do you want to talk about the wild edible side of things? Have you found a few things? Um, yes, I will get to that in a hot second. I did just want to mention, which you did sort of, again, that it, um, it did rain, like in fact poured this morning, uh, but now the sun has come out. So, but as far as the trail went, there was only a few puddles, really, um, but there was the roots and rocks were a bit slippery for sure yeah um, I thought it was going to be a lot muddier though given how much it had rained this morning yeah I would agree I mean it's whenever we've passed through Sudbury it's always raining yeah whenever we've ridden which is the second time we've ridden in that area it's always it's sunny so I, we are somehow lucking out of how many times have I been through Sudbury and I swear nine out of ten times it's raining and uh, we got very lucky today. Um, sorry, I just saw a very cool bird. I'm not sure who he was. Um, 
Should we touch on just the variety of ground yeah. surfaces? Because I felt that there was a solid variety and... Uh, yeah, that's true, actually, there was. Yeah, but I mean, you'd kind of go from one thing to another to another to another. Like, never was it all the things at once. Or, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, there was some loamy stuff under the pine trees. Um, What's loamy stuff? It's when the pine needles and the other leaf debris rots down into like a, a grippy kind of soil surface. Was that almost like the clayish type? Yeah, it was around. I mean, it is in the clay. It sits on top of the clay and is what gives you the grip, basically. Okay. Um, mountain bikers talk about loam and travel the world looking for great, it's what they call hero dirt. I mean, well, basically mountain bike tires are designed to grip the dirt surface on top of the clay or rock. So the loamier it is, the better grip you get. So, anyway, there, there was a bit of that. The rock in this area, unless it's got green moss on it, is quite grippy. Yes. Um, even when it's wet. And I mean, you're going over... Some areas are just, you know, rocky, like some rocks. Like larger, medium to large stones. Um, and then you've got some jagged bits in there, hence Jamie's experience last year of the puncture. And then you've also got huge boulder slabs that you're riding over and down. Yeah. So, variety just in the rock alone, I'd say. With a mix of, like, tree roots, so... Then there's a lot of tree roots. Um, but, you know, for how rocky Sudbury is, it's not just all rock. No. Uh, you catch a break on some some other terrain as well, and then there was even like on the the kind of connector main loopy trail is all like wood chips and yeah, and actually squishy. those features that you were playing on at the end. Oh yeah, I wanted to mention those too. But that was smart. They there's the um, three drops that Jessica will talk about in a minute, but the surface as you landed, we came off the drops was all thick, deep, mulchy wood chip. So yeah. if you did screw it up, it was going to be as soft a landing as it could be, really. Totally. They had such a nice little setup of, on this big, wide um, trail part, they had three different, what do you call them, drops or jumps? Drops. They were, yeah, drops. they were drops. Do you recall what heights each one was? 60, 40, no. 60, 40, and, or, well, 30, 45, and 60. Correct. There you go. Knew I'd remember. Okay. So, um, a little, little beginner me here. I rode up, and I tried the littlest one first, and got to feel what that felt like, and then I... Well, can I just interrupt? Yeah, of course you can. What you actually did was what most people should do but don't do and that is you applied common sense <laughs> so you were going to go for the middle one but you lost your foot on your pedal oh that's true you I forgot recovered, about that and then you decided to aim for the small one because you weren't quite ready or prepared which is 
I forgot all Completely about that. Completely sensible and common sense. Yeah, from the bottom of them and looking up at them, you know, even the large one didn't look that big. But then when you're kind of going to hit it, it suddenly looks a little bit scarier. So anyways, I was, uh, my intention was to hit the medium size one first, but yeah, I just, my, I misplaced my foot on the lead up to it and I thought, nope, I'm going to go for the little one now because my feet aren't in the most comfiest position. And so I worked my way up and, uh, that was, that was, as a beginner, that was excellent. And like Jamie said, with that soft, cushy landing and a huge, uh, run at the end, lots of space. That was, I thought, a fantastic feature for, like you said, what happens when you're in the bush and that suddenly yeah. you have one of those and it was just a great thing to practice on. And you did, you, yeah, you did a perfect landing on your last, on the big one. Well, thank Both you. Both tires hit the ground exactly at the same time, which... Not the first time I did it, though. That was the second time second I did the big jobber. Right. Right. Yeah, but no, it's excellent, an excellent little feature, and right at the end as well near the car park, which is yeah. quite helpful. So you kind of you're done by the time you get to that, which was good. Yes, and racing back up and down that thing a few <laughs> times too. I was done after that. Um. So yeah, so that was that, and then quick loop back to the car park. Um, but like I said, we were going to talk about you were going to talk about the edible situation. Yeah, so I would say excellent. <laughs> um, top shelf. Uh, so what are we? We are June 30th today. Um, we are, you know, a little ways further north of, of Toronto, so I never know what exactly to expect with um Anyways, uh, number one, we did find the blueberries again and some ripe ones. Probably not quite as many as we found as last year. No. But definitely enough for, you know, we had a nice little mini feast, mini snack. We did not collect any to take away on a bit of a time limit today. But, um, yep, so, and I mean, oh my goodness, there are so many blueberry uh, bushes or plants there um, and on this rock that must be heating them and um, it's like it's its own little propagator I think jumbo too so whew, anybody passing through there in another couple of weeks you can score big time um, then I'll stick to fruit for a second here yeah. um a new little find, at least in terms of uh, mountain bike excursions, I found some wild strawberries right at the end. And, oh my goodness, they are nothing like, uh, nothing like supermarket strawberries, even, you know, locally grown ones. Such a treat, such a treat, and so cute. <laughs> it's going to be a cute factor. They were a little bit not quite ready either there was a handful that were but the majority of them need another week or two yeah yeah so but a good little patch for sure and just such a sweet find so now on to um edible mushrooms 
So, had today been a little bit of a different scenario, i.e. more more time and, uh, well, more time, basically, because <laughs> the, uh, the riding there definitely requires my pretty much full attention, um, but also based on time, you know, can't be stopping every two seconds, um, but I did spot a number of mushrooms on my ride today, uh, definitely a few of yellow poisonous ones, I can't remember the name of them, um, definitely some oyster mushrooms, who else did we see? Slippery Jack we saw. Oh yeah, a Slippery Jack, um, one that we took a photo of that uh, we will try and identify later, just a single though, chances are it's poisonous, but then we did, I found one right at the end, who was huge probably close to six inches across and I don't know <laughs> that thing's got to weigh at least a pound or so if not more and definitely to me look to be in the bullet family and uh, we do have to do some further investigating but thus far in my reading I have matched quite a few key identifying features and we are being led to believe that it is a scaver stalk um, which is a bit of a family within that scaver stalk family you have orange capped lecinum brown birch bolete and white birch bolete and uh, I'm not sure which one it is but I think it's one of them and it is edible so uh, once we get to our destination, we will probably do a spore print and a little more research and um, maybe even cook that baby up. And for anybody that's interested, the way you do a spore print for the simplest way is to get a piece of tin foil and some sort of glass or cup or bowl, depending on how big the mushroom is cut the stalk off so that the gills or the underside can rest on the foil and put glass over it, make it airtight basically and then within an hour or two you normally get something. Yeah, it'll release its spores onto the tin foil and um, that's always been our kind of last and most surefire and safest identifier. It's definitely the fail safe. Yeah. I think when you've everything else is saying like the when you have a clear idea from the application on the telephone and you back that up books. by reading two books. Yeah. There's still the fail safe is the what color is the spore print, so Yes. So in this case our spore print should be and this is a book telling me so, um, it says the spore print should be yellowish brown to olive brown. And, uh, yeah, there was a number of features that, that stuck out as matches. Um, one in particular was interesting. So I noticed when, just from holding the, the stem, um, lots of mushrooms, they will bruise and then turn a wacky color. Um, 
you know, could just be brown, but in this case, it was turning like a bluish gray. And that is, in fact, one of the identifying, um, key identifying features, in, according to my book, uh, is that the flesh uh, will bruise bluish gray. So there you have it, um, <coughs> amongst a few other features. So. Uh, okay, and then we didn't see any actual animals. We saw some animal droppings, but we didn't see any Scat. animals, did we? <laughs> no, no animals. Uh, it's the middle of the day though, right? I always yeah. wonder if we were at, like, much earlier or in the evening if we'd have a better chance. There's definitely a lot of bugs on that rock. Those, like, red ants. I don't know what they are, but... Oh, I didn't see that, and I was laying right in the blueberry <laughs> patches, <laughs> basking in them, practically rolling in them. Basking in ticks. I did wonder that. Um, no, they like grass, and I don't know... It seems to be the grass, but we'll do something on ticks at a later date, I think. Yes, yes, I so, haven't forgotten that. Anything else for our... Well, then the last thing to mention is, um, and I did wish that I would have paid attention to how many minutes or exact distance, because we always are going to give you an ice cream, like a cone o'clock tip, and uh, this one is a good one, a real good one. It's been a family uh, cone stop spot for probably 20 years. Um, so we, as we said, from Sudbury or Naughton, uh, which was where we rode, traveling west to Sault Ste. Marie, one of the next towns where you're going to hit Espanola and then a small town called Massey. And at the last set of traffic lights, if you turn left down that street, you will see a little convenience store. And in there is a darn good cone. Rock solid. Rock solid two scooper for like three dollars. It'd be worth driving to, from Toronto if there was four of you because <laughs> it would be cheaper. <laughs> and then we also wanted to uh, mention what's opened up in the last couple of years is a sweet little uh, coffee shop right next door. And um, yeah, lovely little mom and daughter duo. And what were they called again? The Little Brew? Yeah. The Little Brew, and... Uh, They're trying to make a go of it, and trying to do community stuff as well as, like, stuff for the tourists. They've done a nice little job in there, and they have been super sweet and friendly. Last time we were cruising through, they were closing or closed. We had to pee. We needed a coffee. They let us in. I think they even gave us some sweeties for the road. Um... I think they were having a games night tonight. Is it a bakery as well? It's a bakery as well. Yeah. I think it says cafe and bakery. The Little Brew. So that's a worth... Downtown Massey. Definitely worth stop. Hundred, yes. Most definitely. So. Well, anything on our list up there? I think that covers it all. Okay. Well, I have nothing else to add. We will uh, be, our next recording will be from the Hiawatha 
Highlands. In Sault Ste. Marie. So that'll be the next episode after this one. A little sneaky peek-a-boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time. Get lost.